Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. What's happening, Babe? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Yeah? How are you doing? So good. I had a nice uh, nice evening with the folks. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Watching some Oscars. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I never miss the Oscars. No, not even if you should. <laughs> And they're hard to miss, let me tell you. Oh. Hey. I heard we were recording episode four. Oh, this is episode four. Yeah. Should we start again? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you episode, just keep just Episode keep it, four of the Team Babe podcast. Keep it real. Oh, man. We keep it mad real. Oh, it's so horrible. Mm. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, what are we talking about on episode four? Well, as I understand it, uh, tonight we would like to tell all of you fine ladies and gentlemen about having kids. Jun, jun, jun. <laughs> yeah, because we had some. <laughs> and you might have some. You or might. You, or you might be thinking about having some. Yeah. And so we're going to tell our tale. Yeah. And then you can decide. Absolutely. <laughs> you can decide like how our story maybe compares to yours or if you find it so horrifying that you've changed your mind about having kids, you know, it's like a <laughs> cautionary tale. Uh, I don't know. I would hate to, I'd hate to say that, you know, I, I don't think it's a cautionary tale about the kids per se or about our own, you know, love for our own children. It's no. just more, it's more a cautionary tale about, you know, how hard it is to be parents. And I think that's true pretty much for everybody. Oh yeah. This is never going to be easy. Right. Anybody who think who goes into it thinking it's going to be easy is in for like a rude awakening for sure. Yeah. And that, that is irrespective of like whether you really love your kids, which I would hope you all do. I do. Yeah. Or, and your uh, spouse, your significant other. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just, it's fucking hard. Yeah, and there's no way around it, unless maybe you have a full-time nanny and, like, you know, a staff of people to help you. I mean, then maybe it feels, like, more manageable, but I would say, generally speaking, if it's just two people and some kids, then, yeah, you're going to feel real stretched. Yeah. Do you think, like, the uh, the royal family <laughs> had, had trouble with that? Like, they're just like, ah, oh, this is so hard. Oh. Like, what are those guys' names? Just like. The royal family now? Uh, what are those princes? The oh. Williams and the... Charles. Charles. Well, you should know that. So name your own Char- kid. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, where does this uh, where does this crazy story begin with us? Well, you know, I think we left off in kind of like we'd gotten married, right? Yeah. And so um, we haven't really said too much about what happened after we got married other than, you know, we... Moved back to Reading. So um, I think a little backstory is just that we, you know, we rented a house, you know, when we got back to Reading. We, we went and, you know, we worked our jobs. Um, yeah, after a few weeks of living with your folks. Yeah, it was pretty short, though. We thought, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, went and rented a house. We, uh, we got right into it, you know. It was like oh, yeah. we got married rented this house um you know we're working our jobs 
you're doing the band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm all like into my decorating of the house and, oh, yeah. and like, oh, I gotta have a garden and I gotta have a this and a that. Oh and... my God. You remember like fencing that, <laughs> that backyard off and stuff like that? Like, <laughs> did you get your, get your dad to do I that? I did. Right? No, actually, we had a fencing guy come and Whoa. do it, but I think my dad paid for it. <laughs> yeah. But that was all because we got a dog. Mm. Oh, God. Do we have an episode about dogs? I think we should, Ooh. but it's not this episode. No, it's not this one. Yeah. Let's let's focus on the human children. Yeah. Let's. Not the canine yeah, uh, let's. baby angels. <laughs> We've all gone on to better places. Yeah. Um yeah, so you're deep into uh, uh, making a home mode, and you're you're also working at the uh, the uh, Shasta County Arts Council, right? Right. Yeah, I'm working at the Record Searchlight newspaper. Yeah, being the uh, yes desk man, hating every minute of it, as I recall. Eh, I don't know. I had some good times. There were some good times too. Okay, you know, I didn't hate every minute of it. It was a pretty good job. It was. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just didn't want to be a journalist and so in comparison to kentucky fried chicken it was great oh man <laughs> you know being back at a desk and answering the phone was a whole lot better than frying chicken all night long you know it was pretty interesting yeah and for me it was just kind of being back in a comfortable you know job that i'd already had before and uh i'd kind of like gotten a little promotion and you know i was feeling good about that and we had the safety net of our respective like parents or whatever you right know? like right. Always around, so go hang out with them. Yeah. Have a good time, you know. Sure. Having dinner. Have a meal. Yep. And so I I had begun my sort of spiral down, you know, the sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, like Betty Crocker, (laughs) you know, rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. Why did you think that was um, what you you needed to do? Do Do you have any, like? recollection of that like what you were what was going through your mind and stuff um there was something about i think maybe the weirdness of the coast experience and Mm. then getting back to familiarity which felt very comfortable like i was saying not just in the job but just in life in general and i think getting married i kind of had like you know honeymoon brain or something it was just kind of like (laughs) this is what I need to focus on. Like, this is like what you do. You get married, you know, you go on a honeymoon. Yeah. You get a house. You Have fill. A husband. You, yeah. You, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Kind of out of order there. You feel, well, I mean, depending on who you are, maybe not. Have an affair. <laughs> you know, you fill your house up with furniture. You um, cook right. meals. You have a beautiful yard. You do all this stuff. Hmm. Plant flowers. Yeah. And and you have a dog and you have, you know, all these things. And yeah. that's what that's what adult life is. Right. I never yeah. thought about the fact that it was like a uh, like a grasping for like kind of a return to normalcy or whatever after living kind of that crazy time, like living on the coast. Not that it was like that crazy. It wasn't that just, crazy. It was just strange. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird and we didn't really necessarily love it. So it's like we liked the idea of it more than we liked the actual doing of it. And yeah. So being back, it was like, oh, okay, well, it's time to like, like lay down some roots. Yeah, I think so. And and also, I think like there was a lot of expectations, and I don't think that I necessarily recognized them very much at the time, like from our family. 
Mm. But, you know, it's just kind of like, well, of course you're going to do this now. You know, like that's what you do. Like from your family? I think you both think? sides. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So um, I don't think I, I did not pick up on that, but that's no surprise. <laughs> I didn't give it too much thought. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. I just kind of fell into this um, domestication yeah. mode. Do you remember uh, when about we got back and we were in our in our place and stuff was like fall of uh 1999 yeah that sounds right september october somewhere in there wow that's a couple that's a couple years ago (laughs) yep (laughs) and um so let's just set the scene the house that we rented was downtown and um looked it looked pretty good. It was a real yeah. good deal, you know, in the uh, fall. Do you before, remember what the rent was? Before it started raining. $500 a month. 500 big ones. Two bedroom, one bath, two car garage, yard. Damn. Centrally located. Can we move back? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, it was perfectly nice until it started raining. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it. Had a leaky roof. And... It was completely full of mold. Yeah. Yeah, I was a dump. Do you think that's what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I picked up some mold in 1999 and no. been, haven't been the same since. Well, maybe you picked up some mold like in 1989. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick, pick it up. Wherever, man. 95. Yeah, I don't think mold is what's wrong with us, but um, mm, okay. anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. Sometimes I feel like mold, moldy brain. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, it became clear pretty quickly that, you know, like this is probably not like a really long term solution because the roof is going to cave in, you know. Hmm. Um, as and soon as it started raining. Yeah, fall. it was bad. And we uh, we started realizing, crap, you know, like this, this is not really a great place to live because the bathroom, the bedrooms, they're all just like completely wet and full of mold. And, you know, it was just kind of like, well, now... What are we going to do? So the next, of course, logical thing you would think of is buying a house. I mean, you got to get out of this rental market. (laughs) Wait, did we want to buy a house then? Don't you remember going and looking at properties out in the middle of nowhere? Was that then? Yeah. We were, so we did that before like all this other stuff happened and I got a job at the shop and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Completely forgot about that. (laughs) Thanks, I mean, thanks for reminding me. I do remember going and looking at a crazy place out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, because that's what we could afford. And it was like, uh, put a mobile home on yeah. it or something put like a that. Mobile, <laughs> move to Cottonwood and put a mobile home on it. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, I'm like, who is this person that's talking like this? This is yeah. like so far from anything I would ever consider before this time mm-hmm. and now. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. not quite sure what was going on. It was special. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess we started looking at we did. properties and stuff like that, but nothing was really going to no. work out right? no. because we didn't have enough money. Well, we, we have didn't no have, money. Like, jobs <laughs> that were that, like, yeah. buy a house type of jobs, you know? No money, no credit. I mean, you know, yeah. it was kind of silly. <laughs> so we, uh, but we were like, oh, we'll save money. Yeah. We'll save money for a down payment and we'll buy a house later mm. or whatever. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so like I was 19 and you were 20. And um then, you know, the oh, the year 2000 happened. That's right. Yeah, and we all thought the world was going to end and everything. 
Yeah, I was uh, playing drums with Slam Bucker. I played, we played like at Billy Bombay's downtown Reading for New Year's Eve. Yep. And you weren't there, but mm-hmm. something, else, something else happened where you were. But, um, um, well, I wasn't there because I couldn't go into the bar. I was too young. You were too young. I was too young to be in the bar, but they let me in there to play drums. But like when when it was like break time and stuff, I had to like go stand in this corner. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stand in the naughty corner in the uh, you're not old enough to be here corner <laughs> or like outside out the back door. Right. And so I did a lot of that. Yeah, I bet. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember like uh, like we stopped playing for the countdown to midnight right and then like we played like old lang syne or whatever uh-huh. you know? right <laughs> and nothing happened and yeah no like there was no yeah no, like the nukes didn't go off um the computers didn't blow computers up computers didn't blow yeah. up apparently like the <laughs> clocks kept ticking and everything <laughs> everything was just like pretty much the same as it ever was i remember it being a total letdown mm-hmm. and yeah you were hoping for mass destruction, huh? Well, I mean, I was hoping for something. Hoping for something. After all, all the media hype. Can't the Blue Angels, like, fly over and, you know, like, drop some napalm or something like that? Well, I mean, to yeah. be honest, I wasn't really thrilled about not spending New Year's Eve with you. And that you were playing this gig I couldn't go to. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I just went and spent it with basically your friends and family. And... um yeah. I, you know, I mean, we had to find time, but yeah. I remember going home by myself and you still weren't there. And mm-hmm. it was like one. Right. And I was like, oh, this sucks, man. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> like back in those days when we would play bar gigs, like we would play until one thirty, Right. Till closing. Till like, like every yeah, night. Till last call yeah, almost every or whatever. So crazy. Yeah. It was and a even, different. Even, you know, a few years after that, we weren't playing that late. Yeah, it always seemed At to drag, drag on and on. But yeah. yeah, that is that is crappy. That's a shitty. Uh, that was a shitty happy, way. To, happy new millennium. Yeah, ring in the new millennium. I was like, this is crap. <laughs> right. Let, let's wipe this one off the books. Mm-hmm. So uh, little did I know that was the last time I would be celebrating New Year's Eve by myself. You know, generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I guess like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So true, Joni. As Joni said, you know, it's like, man. Yeah. Listen, listen to the sage woman. On and on it seems to go, but then you don't know what you yeah. got until it's gone. Yeah, man. They oh, you know paved what? paradise and they made it into a parking lot. You don't want to say too much. We're going to get in trouble or to pay some royalties here. <laughs> it checks in the mail, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> or the estate of Michael Jackson or whoever owns Joni Mitchell's music now. Oh, that would be really sad. I hope that's not true. Yeah. It's probably not MJ. But he owned the Beatles for a while. But I digress. So anyway, what happened after New Year's? Well, then it was a new year. Uh, <laughs> the year 2000. It was the year 2000. <laughs> and uh, Conan had to uh, modify his in the year 2000. Or wait, was that the joke? I don't know. But then it really was in the year 2000. And then in right. 2001, I guess he had to modify it, but. By then, I never could stay up late enough to watch it. Well, the whole joke was that, <laughs> was that uh, you know, all this stuff, crazy stuff, happened in the year 2000, right? Oh, but, yeah. But, like, it's even funnier. I think we all realized, or maybe he didn't start doing it until it was 2000, that uh, saying in the year 2000, when it's 2001 or 2002, is pretty 
goddamn funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's that was funny. F- that was a funny one. It Good job, the, Conan. It was the future we all dreamed of. And then when it was here, it was really boring. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so what was uh, lacking in your life at that point? At when the year 2000 came? Yeah. That oh, winter. Oh, well, I mean, we had talked a lot about, you know, back and forth about having kids and blah, 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 blah. And, you know. Um, As you do when you're 19 and 20. Well, you know, when you're. When you're married, it's just you have that conversation, I guess. Whether yeah. you're 16 or 45, I mean, I think everybody has that conversation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, I had been real hot and bothered about, I think we should have kids and that's really important to me and yada, yada, yada. Do you remember what I said? And you were during you those were, conversations? You were always the naysayer in those conversations, you know? Hmm. You were always kind of like, well, you know, maybe later. It was like, you never gave me like a hard no, uh-huh. but it was always like, yeah, later. That sounds very me. Mm-hmm. That sounds like how I would, <laughs> I would operate. You know, well, let's talk about it later. Let's, uh, yeah, you know, maybe next <laughs> Can year. Can we defer this decision until <laughs> any time later than right now <laughs> so that I don't have to talk about it or deal with anything? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I'm, that did not, that, that was really good for you, right? You liked that. I mean, I, I think I, I remember you being kind of pissed. I was. I mean, I, I just, I didn't understand why you were reluctant. So. You thought it was like, I, you know, I was having second thoughts about my commitment to you or something um, like that. Not so much that. It was just that I just didn't understand where you were coming from. So I didn't, I didn't understand this hesitation. I thought maybe it was more about money. I, I thought maybe it was more about your job. I mean, it was just things like that. Mm. It and, was those things. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, what would you think if I didn't tell you? Yeah. You what just, I was thinking about it. You just really didn't <laughs> just tell like, me. Yeah. Let's talk about that later. Okay. We got plenty of time for that. Okay. Let's talk about it uh, 20 some odd years later. Yeah. Well, we did. And thus, we we're talking about it now. Yeah. It is like 20 years later. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Like almost on the dot. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. So I, um, I, I had really kind of gotten, yeah, you're right. I kind of got butthurt about the whole thing. And, you know, I, I didn't appreciate your opinion about that we weren't ready or I wasn't ready or whatever. And I was like, I am ready. Just don't tell me what to do. do. This shit. Yeah. This is no big deal. Yeah. Like that was my attitude. It was like, I don't know what's wrong with you. This is really not a big deal. This is like what people do. Yeah. Childbearing hubris. (laughs) And now let's, let's just make this clear though. I, I am an only child for all, you know, like I had two half sisters, but I didn't grow up with them and I had no younger siblings and my half sisters are 18 and 15 years older than me. And, uh, I grew up not in a neighborhood. I grew up in the country, so never babysat a kid in my life. Um, I never, I never really had much interaction with little kids, and um, I wasn't a super social kid. Mm. So I didn't have a lot of interaction with families. Yeah. So oh yeah, I never thought about that. So you didn't really know what it was like to be around like babies. I didn't. But you're just like, I got this shit. Don't <laughs> throw me the ball. <laughs> throw, throw, <laughs> throw it up. Throw up a pop fly and I'll catch that shit in the end zone. Fucking, uh, yeah. I'm going to be doing some serious dancing. 
I think actually part of what was fast, I was actually just fascinated with the whole process. I was fascinated with the idea of like, you know, pregnancy and childbirth and raising kids and making a difference in the future and, you know, having a, like a generation of people that, you know, you you leave behind and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, dynasty. No, of sorts. Just, (laughs) just like you're going to die. And then there's going to be some people that are, you know, you've passed your DNA on to that stay behind or whatever. So, and you can't do that unless you're 19. (laughs) I mean, that's so crazy to me that you you thought all that and you're just like, yeah, at 19 years old. Yeah, I just made that decision. It was just like, I know I need to do this. I think it was like, I need to do this for me, for my own. It's like, I won't be, my life won't be complete unless I do this. And this is something that I've thought about for a long time. And it's something I've avoided for a long time. Like, I remember thinking... I mean, this is terrible, but I remember thinking in high school, I was like, if I make it to 18 and I don't get pregnant, like, I am, like, home free. (laughs) You thought you were going to get knocked up, huh? I mean, that's always the worry. I mean, that's always the fear. It's like, oh, you got to just make sure you don't get knocked up before you're 18. And then it's like, when you're 18, well, everything's great. Nobody will look at you sideways. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's kind of the attitude my parents have. You know what I mean? It's just kind of... And my mom, she had her first kid when she was 18. That's like such a foreign thought to me. Right. In every way. So apparently, yeah, I was not really on board with this, with uh, your, um, like, shit or get off the pot, like, <laughs> you know, like, in a big ass hurry to get this done. Well... Or whatever thing. And now I understand why. Because, see, you came from a family of three kids. Mm-hmm. Not only that. You had also witnessed your mom having children at home. Yeah. You were very much aware of like what it was like. Both my brother and sister, I was at their birth. Right. And you very much remembered them being babies. Yep. And helping take care of them probably. Mm-hmm. And how hard that was. <laughs> so what what happened? Like, so I guess we, we were talking about this and stuff like that. And then like at some point you were just like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to chill on that. I I think we talked about it so long and then I realized that I was going to kind of like get promoted into the gallery director position at work. And it occurred to me that I wanted to do that. And I also wanted, you know, to do more art and spend more time on that. I think I'd kind of gotten the like, oh, let's make a house thing out of my system a little bit, you know, it was mm, like that's mm-hmm. on maintenance mode. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. I like, you know, went to school for art and I like to make art and all that. And so I was like, well, you know, I'd be okay with doing that for a while. And so I remember this was probably February, January, February of 2001. Or no, 2000. 2000, Sorry. So it's like my 21st birthday. Before your 21st birthday. Yeah. And I said, I just basically said, you know what? Uh, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm okay with waiting. Yeah. And 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 at this point, we had our second dog, <laughs> who was oh, a puppy. Yeah. And I think the puppy thing also kind of woke me up and was like, oh god, this is a lot of work. Wow, Juno. Yeah. 
Oh my god! So basically, you're uh, you know you're like okay, well I see how much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, the dog like is. like a small like right. baby being is, and like dogs are so much more self sufficient than a kit, an actual kid. Although I was taking this dog to work with me. Oh yeah, and you were like you were like painting, doing painting jobs yep. and stuff like that with the dog and stuffed little, into my overalls. Little overalls, uh-huh. so cute. Uh-huh. Little blue eyed <laughs> Juno. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute, but it was a pain in the ass. Oh, total pain in the ass. So, so then, yeah, you're like, hey, we're we're on the same page. We're now. on the same page here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get this job. Yeah. Then I got the job. You got the job. Cool. And I still had my job. Yep. And I, I think I was already kind of starting to like be a little dissatisfied with the job. Oh yeah, for sure. For whatever reason, I can't remember, but I remember right around this time, I think, like, trying to get, looking, maybe looking for another job or something. I don't know. No, I think I'm thinking of something later on. But you turned 21. Yeah. During this time. Turned 21. So now I didn't have to stand in the naughty corner. Nope. At the bar. I didn't have to, you know, stand outside in in the alley or whatever. Not necessarily great. <laughs> no. Now, now I have a great excuse for, you know, being out until two o'clock right. plus or whatever. Right. Yeah. Now I can have a drink after the gig or whatever. Sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then I remember I, um, I went snowboarding. Well, first we had your 21st birthday party. Yeah. What, what was that? That was at our house. Okay. And like, did people come over? Yeah, we had a party, you know, friends, family came over. And I think Josh was the only person left. Mm -hmm. Just, we don't, you know, we like drank because it was your 21st birthday. Yeah. And he spent the night and we just stayed up. I don't know. He was stayed up and watched movies. Like, something. Yeah. He and I were watching, uh, or we were all watching like uh, Godfather or something like that. And I think you went to sleep. I don't know. Was that that time or maybe? So, anyway, I. I think at some point or another around your birthday mm-hmm. <laughs> is basically when I got pregnant. I don't th- I don't necessarily think it was on your birthday, but how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so let let's just, you know, as long as we're being truthful, um, we did use a condom. Yeah. And we still got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's weird about this broken condom. Yeah, probably. The other or thing, like it had a pinhole in it or something like that. But I didn't put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you did. But that's really funny to think about. I mean, that's, some people do that. That happens, right? I mean, we were already married. It wasn't like, you know, somehow having a kid was going to entrap you in some situation. I mean, we were already like committed to each other and married. And I think that we were, you know, pretty ha- happy together. It was just kind of this strange time of being like, kind of playing grown up that's the way it felt sort of felt like looking back on it now totally and um and we were still just real (laughs) just didn't have it together you know and yeah man just figuring it out vamp yeah vamping yeah and so um the other weird thing about this story is that i had always had really really terrible painful periods that were debilitating to the point where I would have to like take time off of work and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had spent a lot of time going to my gynecologist and trying to figure out why that was happening. 
and thinking maybe I had something wrong, you know, just because it was like nobody else I know has this happen, you know. Yeah. And um, I was actually supposed to have, um, you know, like laparoscopic surgery where they go in with a camera and look in your uterus and see if there's something going on, like, you know, Check assist. For, like cysts and stuff right. like that, yeah. And in the process of doing that, you're supposed to have a DNC, which is basically like an abortion, mm -hmm. but to not only take samples, but just make sure they're taking anything out that might be, you know, not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. So I had that all scheduled for February and ready to go. And I was like, oh, finally, I'm going to get some answers and like, you know, feel better or whatever. And uh, I remember right after your birthday, the <laughs> I was like, I had a painting job. Mm -hmm. with the dog right and the doctor's office calls and they're like well we have decided that you have a pre-existing condition and the insurance is not going to pay for this procedure and it's going to cost you like three thousand dollars to have it done and i was like what? i don't have three thousand dollars like that sucks now i'm never going to know what's going on well i forgot about all that <laughs> so i didn't have it but if i had had it i basically would have had an abortion and never known i was pregnant they would have pregnancy tested you, though, first. No. Nope, because I would have said, no, I'm not pregnant. Oh, huh. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. So it's very strange the way this all sort of happened. Yeah, almost like it's fate. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> there was a lot of factors there yeah. that could have prevented it. So. Yeah. Almost like if you ran the tape back and tried to do it over again. <laughs> you couldn't. You wouldn't. You'd do yeah. the same exact Well, either that thing. or the probability would be against you. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's strange. So anyway, we were not planning on having a baby at that moment. Although yeah. I think we had both agreed we would have a baby at some point. Yes. But then we had both agreed that it was not going to be now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we just got our asses handed to us. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 So... Yeah. And so how did you get the news? Well, so I, you know, I missed my period. Oh. And uh, oopsie. And <laughs> I remember before that happened, I had said to you, you know, my period is like one day later or something, and it's no big deal. I think that happens sometimes. And you're like, I think you're pregnant. I did. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Was I? I was fucking around though. No. No, you, you think were I was serious. Oh, you not. I was pissed. <laughs> you were pissed. Not only were you deadly serious, but you were pissed. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> this and is I was great. like, huh? Well, I was like, I don't think so. So don't worry about it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, three, four more days go by, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. okay. So I went and got a pregnancy test, and I was like, I'll just make sure I'm not, and then I'll just get on with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. So <laughs> my palms are getting sweaty. <laughs> I know, just thinking about it, right? Yeah. So you um you went up and uh, went snowboarding. I went snowboarding with uh, my brother. Mm -hmm. You were gone for the day. Yeah. And I had the day off from work or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there like you know my gears are kind of turning. So I was like, Shit, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it while he's not here, and then you know I don't have to sit here thinking about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I took it, and of course it was positive. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I was like, dang. I was like, really wasn't kind of expecting it. But at the same time, because I had been so obsessed and whatever with yeah. this idea, it was like, I was still kind of like, you know, excited about it. I was like, well, I wasn't really planning on it, but, you know, it'll be yeah. okay. Maybe this is fate. Right. I guess this was just supposed to happen, and I'll just, right. you know, go on with 
being excited about it. And I'm sure my husband will be very <laughs> excited to hear the good news. So I uh, called you up. I think you had a cell phone maybe at this point. I must have because yeah, or, you did call me on the cell phone. Or your mom had one or something. Your mom no. took you guys up there, I think. Yeah, she did. Right? Because your brother was there. Yeah. He was still pretty young. And um, yeah. So anyway, I talked to you while you were in Mount Shasta. At the ski park. Right. In the lodge. And I said, I was like, oh, hey. um, I was like, (laughs) how's it going? (laughs) Yeah. Can you, I was like, can you talk for a minute? And you were like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I I have some news. And I was like, but we could talk about it when you get home. And you're like, nope, just say it. Uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And you're like, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, I was April like, Fool. <laughs> except, except it's February or whatever. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was. And you're like, um, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, like the worst reaction for uh, somebody who's just found out that they're having a child. I was like, oh. Uh, okay. Maybe not uh, the worst, but pretty bad. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably already hung up. Yeah. I did I, one of those like movie hang ups. Yeah. You're like, I gotta go. Click. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you didn't return, I think, for another five or six hours or whatever. I had more shredding to do. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Born and bred to rip and shred. And honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember you coming home that day. I don't really remember too much more about that. Day, maybe you do. Is that know. the only one you let know at that point? Yeah, because you still had to like go to the yeah go, go to, to the, the doctor, doctor and get an official test and all this stuff. Right. I think I I don't know. I don't remember our conversation that day. After that, that's Me all. Either. That's it. So whatever it was, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very memorable. Well, I remember <laughs> getting that news and just yeah. being like, "Holy shit, my life is over." <laughs> That's it. (laughs) Like, literally, I'm up here. This is my last gasp of freedom from anything. I'm snowboarding. Isn't this ironic? (laughs) You know, like, I just, like, completely went numb. Yeah. You were, like, yeah, I I think you were just checked out. I was checked the fuck out. Yeah. Like, wow. I just was not in a position to handle that news and like all the weight of what all of that meant and stuff and i think that's fair because like i don't think that i understood the weight of what that meant mm. i mean i might have thought that i did and and like i said like oh i, I can handle that it's no big deal hubris yeah i just i just underestimated it and so that helped me be calm i was just kind of like oh yeah oh yeah we got this shit i'll be dancing in the end zone in about nine and a half Months, uh, ten months. I think it was more. Like, take. You know, when you see people like in the world, you know, and they got their kids, and you know, as a as a young person, yeah, you know, you pass by, and you're like, <laughs> if this idiot could have kids, anybody <laughs> can have kids. Like, yeah, the same rocket science, same rocket surgery. <laughs> Give me that thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll it. show you how yeah. to do it. Let me show you how it's done. I'll do a better job than that. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're having a baby. Yeah. It's a 1980s movie starring <laughs> Tom Selleck. No, no, you're Tom Hanks. I'm Tom Hanks. And uh, 
I mean, because you look like Tom Hanks a little oh, bit. Oh, right. Not yeah. Tom Selleck. Yeah, if I grew a mustache, though. A nine Brooks Shields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess we like like made peace with it in a way or whatever and just kept like doing doing the damn I thing. I think so. And, uh, you know, I like whatever eventually at least outwardly stopped the freak out. Yeah. I think inwardly the freak out. Oh, it definitely continued. starting to subside. I think it continued and you pushed <laughs> it down. And then it, oh, yeah. it reared its head later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, um, wow. Yeah. And so do you remember, like, who, who did you tell next? I think I waited. I think I waited a while until I went to the doctor and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And a certain amount of time had passed. And then I, I think I actually told Jenny Holmes, mm, my boss. Your boss. I think I told the ladies I worked with yeah. first because we had, I don't know, we had must have had some conversation about it or something. Oh, I remember them actually saying before I took that pregnancy test, I remember them saying to me like, you know, you know what? You look pregnant. I was like, that's so rude. That's so fucked up. <laughs> and they're like, no, we can tell because we, we, we've done this. And I was like. How could you tell? Oh my God. Yeah, they're like, we just know. That so. is really bizarre. It's weird, right? So mm-hmm. I ended up telling them sooner than later. Why are there so many stories like that? I don't know. It's weird. There's got to be something to it. I think there is something to it. I mean, I, I actually could probably do that to somebody now because I know what it looks like. Like there's this little signs, That's you know. It's just evil, man. There's something wrong with <laughs> Well, you start to get puffy, people. first of all. Puffy. That's the first sign. Puffiness. Yeah. Under the eyes. No. Like, your whole body is puffy. Uh, (laughs) So, anyway, then, uh, you know, I told my parents, but it was, it was maybe... What'd they say? You know, they're so weird. Like... No. You know, my mom... They are? (laughs) I don't know if you know, babe. Your parents? Um, So, yeah, like, I think they came to my work, actually. For some reason, and I ended up telling him when I was at work. God, that's a nightmare. Isn't that weird? But anyway, at the time, I had, I had definitely had a conversation with my mom about having kids, yeah. wanting to have kids, blah, blah, blah. And we she was d- like, oh, yeah, I had kids when I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. She was like. No big deal. She, oh, I'll, to her credit, I will say that uh, she mentioned, don't you like want to vacation some more or whatever, you know, before you have kids? I mean, yeah. she did. She said that. That was nice. Well, that was nice. I was like, well, you know, we we really don't go on vacation now. That was my answer. I was like, so what's the difference? Have some kids. I mean, if you're not going to go on vacation. (laughs) I mean, if you're at home all the time anyway. I mean, what the hell do you want to do? I mean, how dumb. So, um, Jesus Christ. There just wasn't any talking to me. I mean, that's how I am. You know, I like, I've realized that if I get my teeth on something, it's like, good luck, you know, getting it away from me. So, um, she yeah. never really tried to talk any sense into me, though. You know, and my dad yeah. was just checked out. But so I mean, they're probably who could have talked sense into you? Probably nobody. Point? The fucking Dalai Lama? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, like Adam uh, Adam Yauch from the Beastie Maybe. Boys. I mean, I might if have, he sat you down. I might have listened to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean i did listen to the bc boys but they weren't talking to me yeah you listen you would listen to them if they wanted to discuss some deep meaningful life yeah uh shits with you yeah so i think i told my parents and here i don't know if i've ever shared this with you <laughs> oh god but um 
So my mom was like, oh, that's great news, blah, blah, blah. You know, like just kind of a mom reaction. Like, that's wonderful. Yada, yada. And my dad. With any hint of irony? Or no. Or like sarcasm? Or... No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense for her. Yeah, I think so. And then um, my dad, the first thing he said was, he started explaining the science of the orgasm to me. Oh, wow. At work. Well, that's really helpful. Yeah. I mean, less congratulations. That's wonderful news. And, oh, let me. And here's how it happened. Here are the mechanics of how it happened. That's so fucking funny because it's like his impulse is to like explain. He's like, his. I I can just picture what's going on in his mind. Like his mind is racing. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, what, what, what the fuck is happening? So he has to like anchor himself to like some mechanical explanation of something. Well, like, you know, the physics it's, of it's it. like, you know, he could have just explained to you like how a V8 engine, sure. you know, sure. works or whatever. But it's like, oh, well, you're, you're pregnant. So here's how that happens. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> this is the person that basically had like, you know, a complete crisis to the point where he basically was not in the room when we got married. I mean, like he had mm. gone to another planet. Because in his mind, I was still five, even after we got married. So to hear that I was pregnant was sort of like the last straw Yeah. for him holding on to this idea that I was still little. It's all over now. Yeah, it was over. That was probably really gross and weird for him to think about. So anyway, so he <laughs> made it gross. It's also a really weird and gross thing oh. to talk to your daughter about. Uh, yeah, so he made it gross and weird for me is what I'm saying because that's how he felt. When you're having this conversation, were you within earshot of your like coworkers? No, thank you God. to a different place? Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I would have shut him up <laughs> if they'd been right there. Yeah. So that was my parents. Now, what did your parents say? I wish I remembered. I do. <laughs> <laughs> did we tell them together? We must have. But... We did. Okay. We told your parents together. Yeah. And we went to your mom's place of work. Yeah. I think your dad was not in the conversation. That makes sense. Right. And uh, he was busy. That's. She was in her little office, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we came in and sat down. And we're like, hey, we got some news for you. And she was like, oh, what's that? And then I said, well, um, you know, I'm pregnant and I'm, I'm due in October. Oh, my God. I just like laid it out. Yeah. And she was like, let me write that on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best. Uh, that's really good. That's a good I'm one, isn't try it? That. Is when that somebody good? Like, drops something <laughs> crazy on me, I'm going to be like, let me I'm make a note. I'm going to write that on the calendar. Thank you. Let me make a note. That's, that's awesome. Um, that is actually she, probably useful. And then she got her calendar and down and she wrote it down. Yeah. And she's like, I have it on my calendar. <laughs> that's the best that is the best story. and i was all I completely forgot about that i was kind of sitting there like huh like that huh. wasn't really what i was expecting but alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and wow. She, she was like are you are you guys excited <laughs> <laughs> and you know i think you were just kind of like nodding uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. smile and nod and I was like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Yep. Outwardly, I'm going to pretend to be okay, but inside I am screaming with yeah. every every cell of my body is screaming. <laughs> so 
To top this all off, our next move, I mean, we just really did it all the way. We were killing it at this point, you guys. Yeah, we did it all the way. Um, Our next move, you know, we needed to save that money for that house. So what do you think we did next? (laughs) Well, I know what we did next. I remember this part because it was so fucking horrible. Yeah, but we agreed to it together, as I recall. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Do you ever think about, like, okay, what am I doing now that is, like, Oh, absolutely. I'm examining everything at all times. Am I doing that again? What what have I sold myself on? What bill of goods have I sold myself on on thing A, B, or C (laughs) that I'm just, like, like fucking, uh, like, forging ahead with? And and I should not be forged ahead with. I got the blindfold on. Oh my god! So yeah. Anyway, so what we did is we decided to save money so that we could buy a sweet uh, piece of property out in the sticks somewhere (laughs) and put put a mobile home on it, where we could raise our awesome little family. uh, Is to move it back in with your parents. Yep. Right. Mm. Well, it was also the mold. There was a mold and a a roof (laughs) leaking issue. Yeah, but. You know, both of those things can be overcome by getting a different rental. Absolutely. Yeah. But we but jumped. Don't... We jumped ahead. Oh, yeah. So we're like, we're going to take forward. this, all this money. We're paying them for rent. We're just going to put it in savings. We're going to get that down payment together. So my parents have a huge house. They've got a huge property. Let's just move in with my parents. It's no big no big deal, right? So we proceed to give our notice. We pack all our stuff up. Um at this point, I think I'm about two or three months pregnant. We, uh, yeah, we dump all of our belongings into my dad's uh, giant metal building, which floods and makes all of our stuff wet. Um, and we move back into my old room. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, mind you, is upstairs and there's no air conditioning. And if you haven't been to Redding, California in the summer, boy... You're really missing out. Yeah, you got to treat yourself to a trip here in like July. With no air conditioning. Yeah. Then you really understand. Yeah, even with it. Just get in the car. Yeah, just go outside. It's 118 here sometimes. Yeah. So it was like a little house on the prairie style. My parents still live that way. No central heat, no central air, no trash. You know, they're they're living off the grid. So, um, yeah, we uh, get all settled in in my parents' house saving that money. And um, life continues. Life continues on. Work continues on. The band continues on. And obviously I get more and more pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also brought our dog, of course. Oh, yeah. So you have the dog with you. My parents essentially have a new dog. <laughs> <laughs> a new dog and two kids. And one kid that's going to have another kid. <laughs> so our, our, our big plan was, oh, we're going to help my parents who are, my dad's getting ready to retire after working at an oil refinery for almost 30 years. We're going to help them around the house, blah, 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 kind of, you know, pay, we'll pay the electricity, we'll do this and that, and we'll kind of help them out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really think that we were any help whatsoever. Oh, no. In fact, I think all we did was make messes and be a complete pain in the ass. Now, we did pay our bills, but it was like, you know. In retrospect, I'm sure they would have just loved to have never done that. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, and so would we. Oh, uh, yeah, so would we. Um, however, <laughs> as it all worked out, it was a good thing that we made this terrible move because we couldn't have known that um, by the time August rolled around. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, we'd been through all the hot months of summer. Um, 
we would very much need to be living there. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, we've, we have this dog. It's a chocolate lab. I don't know if you guys have ever had a retriever, but they got to retrieve all the time. Mm -hmm. So between you and I, we go out there and throw something for that dog for like an hour every day. Oh, yeah. Because she was miserable to live with. She's just obsessed. And just so annoying and destructive, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, got to throw the ball for that dog. So it's August. I'm home alone. My mom was still working at that time. My dad was still working. You were at work. Now, I didn't have to go into work till later in the day. So I'm at home by myself at my parents' house. They've got five acres. So I take the dog outside, and I'm throwing this ball for the dog, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, man, I don't know what's going on, but my side is, like, really hurting. I'm not huh. not quite sure what's going on. Could that be? So, you know, after, like, a half hour, maybe half hour of uh, throwing the ball, I go inside and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mop the floor. <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> so um, I'm mopping the floor and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, um, I'm really not feeling so hot. And uh, I'm going to maybe stop here and uh, take a break. So I take a break and then I realize, oh, um, something is not right. <laughs> so I am um, 30 weeks pregnant and uh, I go and like, you know, check in on my book, my, you know, whatever book it was. What to expect when you're expecting. Yep. yep. And I'm reading through the, like, you know, things to, you know, sort of consider. And Aches in your side while throwing <laughs> balls for dogs <laughs> and mopping. And I start to realize, okay, I'm, like, having contractions. So I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> so first I call work. Oh hey, work. Uh, not gonna be on uh, on time today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, gotta go to the doctor and get it checked out. Okay, no problem. I call you. Hey, you know I'm gonna go to the doctor and just get like checked because this seems kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Go to the doctor. They're like, yeah, hey, you gotta go to the hospital. Okay, go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. They like hook me up to the machine. Oh, you're having regular contractions. You know, mm. kid, eh. kid wanted out. Yeah, you dilated to a, a centimeter. And, you know, you're pretty much in labor. And how many weeks pregnant are you? 30. 30. That's pretty early, huh? Yeah. It was like survival rate was, you know, 70%. Yeah. At that point. It's been one month in the NICU at a minimum. Mm -hmm. So I'm like sitting there going, well, shit, like weighing all the options. It's like, ugh. <laughs> So, you know, finally I had to call you and be like, well, you might want to come on down here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was so awful, awful and pissed. You were. Like, just uh, like, what has this world done to me? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, lame. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were like kind of beside yourself. And I, I couldn't really tell if it was like because I was in the hospital because there was potentially something wrong with the baby mm. if it was just my life's fucked up i mean i don't know i couldn't i really couldn't read it in the yeah moment. totally i wish i could say it was all because i was concerned for the baby i know it wasn't but yeah <laughs> no it was all oh woe is me my life's fucked up this is yeah this sucks yeah so, so yeah i'm i'm a really good person <laughs> <laughs> well you know what this was kind of like more than you could handle and it's understandable looking yeah. back on it yeah yeah, yeah. i was just 
completely overwhelmed. Yeah. So I ended up spending a week in the hospital. They put me on some pretty heavy duty medication and by some miracle got the contractions under control. Yeah. So I went home and to my parents' house. <laughs> it's a thousand degrees. After what, like three or four days or something? No, it was a week. A week in the hospital. Yep. And um, had to take medication around the clock mm-hmm. at home. Bed rest. Bed rest for six weeks. Yeah. So I never went back to work. That was my last day at work at the Arts Council. Wow. Which, that was rough for me. Like, I had a really, that I had a really hard time with. I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. That went on for a long time. Yeah, because it was a job you felt, you know, good about and you were, like, kind of digging into and, like. Right. So, in the meantime, I'm home all the time now. Yeah. And you're hating it. I mean, you're hating everything, which I understand. And you kind of started acting out. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just, the relationship between you and me and us and my parents just all started going down the tubes, uh, yeah. like, immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, everybody getting on each other's nerves. I mean, even with you, if you're just living with four people and everybody's totally cool. Sure. Like, you know. It's I just mean, not a good situation. Yeah, little things start to rub you the wrong way or whatever. And this was just, like, way. Oh, this was high like, stress all the time. version of that all the time. Yep. And I had to go back to the hospital at one point because I had contractions again. Right. Yeah. It was very, it was very strained. And, um, but that was the good part about living with my parents was like, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I was on the couch. Like, right. So uh, if you'd been home, they would, somebody would have had to come over, your mom would have to come over and just sit with you all day. And then I couldn't work and we couldn't pay the rent. I mean, the whole thing was just, uh, yeah. Awful. So, so anyway, this goes on, you know, until, October, getting close to my due date. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I get to 36 weeks, they said, okay, no more bed rest. You don't have to be on bed rest. Like, Yahoo. Yeah. I'm going to go out and just, you know, go full throttle. Jumping on trampolines. Oh, yeah. I was like, I got to get this over jacks. with. Like, I was so desperate to get it over with at that point that mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. But nothing happened. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I spent a whole bunch of time wearing myself out. Yeah, walking up that heinous oh, hill. Yeah, and it was hot. And yeah. I, I just basically, um, really, I went from like atrophied bed rest muscles to going out and just like trying to run a marathon and then immediately going into labor. So yeah. it was, I just really screwed myself over. Mm-hmm. And um, so I finally went into labor at 37 weeks. So still three weeks early. Yeah. Um, which for me, it was like, I don't care. Yeah. Get the- <laughs> Get this thing out. <laughs> and I want it out. Yeah. So um, by again, by some miracle, they allowed me to, you know, have this baby at a birthing center and not in the hospital. Yeah. Because that's what I requested. We had done the birth plan. We'd done all this stuff, all this prep. And because, of course, I had nothing but time to think about it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they immediately, like, put me on Pitocin, which, you know, if you're not familiar... <laughs> Instead of having contraction every five minutes, you have five contractions every minute. You know, that's yeah. sort of the, the joy of that drug. Real heinous, like, yeah. intense. Super intense. Shit. So in six hours. And that was because you weren't contracting, like, uh, enough or regularly enough or something like that? My water broke. And because I said I wasn't in pain, they immediately put me on Pitocin. Oh. I just have a high pain tolerance, so. They didn't know you were, um. <laughs> Uh, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. 
<laughs> female version. So, um, yeah, it, you know, I mean, I think it, generally speaking, with all the complications, everything went fine. Yeah. You know, and um, I based I managed to have uh, Morgan without any painkillers <laughs> on top of it all. God. <laughs> Um, That's crazy because you really wanted to go. No, I did. No painkillers, right? I did. That yeah. was part of the plan. Right. Now, the other part of the plan that really sucks, though, is because I was like, you know, I only had basically your mom's example and my mom's example of mm-hmm. like how how this was supposed to go. So um, I'm sure you can remember that I lost a lot of blood in this process and I didn't really know it at the time. And my plan at this birth center was to go home 12 hours after I had this baby. Yeah. Which I was like dead set on doing because I didn't want to be in the hospital anymore. Yeah. You're completely sick of it. Yeah. Just wanted to, again, you're in quite the hurry <laughs> just to do things. A little, a little impatient, you know? Yeah. And uh, nobody told me that I lost quite a bit of blood and that I might be not feeling so hot. And uh, so they sent me home after 12 hours. They're just like, here, take take some iron. No. No, they didn't even say that. No. They They're said, like, here, take some ibuprofen. Sure, make sure you have somebody to help you and <laughs> try to get some extra rest. I mean, they were like, here's a bottle of formula and a blanket, and I'll hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of follow-up. But I mean, like, we could have stayed. Yes. Yeah. And so, so. we went back to my parents. and <laughs> With said baby morgan <laughs> yes healthy beautiful bouncing baby boy yep um eight pounds one ounce three weeks early sure. i might add oh my gosh that's yeah a big, that's a big guy yeah that's a big little a, guy a cone head cone head cone headed um, did have to have a lot of fluid taken out of his lungs so it, i don't you know i was not awake yeah <laughs> so i missed a lot of that but uh yeah i mean i remember that yeah but I mean, it didn't. I didn't know. I didn't have any. I, well, I mean, I guess I might have had things to compare it with, but like not really. Yeah. Not recently. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, it just seems like they're doing like the shit to the thing, and they're sucking the shit out, and <laughs> this, some of that, you know, or whatever. So yeah. So anyway, we it, things got more complicated. You know, as time went on, I was like, I was really, really, really like tired. Like to the yeah. like, I couldn't wake up. Like when Morgan would cry, I was breastfeeding. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, get up!" And I just didn't, didn't hear. hear. I was just asleep. You'd have to wake me up, and be, or like go get him and be like, "Hey, wake up! <laughs> the baby's been crying for twenty minutes. Can you hear that?" I was like, "What?" Kind of, kind of makes me think of when I'm trying to wake you up now <laughs> on the couch when you're asleep, <laughs> when we've been watching something and you fall asleep. It's like sometimes, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well. I don't think it's an iron deficiency. No, it's not. I think it's just like you're so tired. (laughs) I'm just tired. No, but. but yeah, you had a legit reason for not being, uh, for being difficult to wake up, I guess. Yeah, I was real anemic Mm -hmm. and I didn't know it. And then I got a breast infection and I had to pump milk for two months and go to a breast specialist and um, I was not doing so hot. And Morgan was doing fine, though. I mean, oh, yeah. he was a very healthy baby. Like, if nothing else, I kind of killed myself to keep him healthy. And then I went to work for your family at the motorcycle right. shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was um, decided that we had to get out of my parents' house. And yeah. I went back to work three weeks after I had Morgan. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Took Morgan with me to work. <laughs> right. We had one car. It was a complete nightmare. Mm. Um, and we moved out of my parents' house come like December of that year. Wow. So moving, moving with a two-month-old or whatever. Anemic, sick, like, you know. And we moved to the Harpole? Har- oh, the Harpole house, yeah. Whoa. Which you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we have to live here. This is such a dump. Oh. You were just, like, beside yourself with disgust. I was. I was, like, because I, I didn't, like, go and look at it. Right. And I mean, it was fine, really. Well, I looked at, you know, I had gone by myself to look you at, you know, 25 other places, and I was like, well, we got this stupid dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> options are limited hey, give me this gun so i can shoot myself in the <laughs> foot another time yeah hey let's get a like a fucking parakeet or something too let's get let's get a bow constructor while yeah. we're at it yeah yeah <laughs> so uh some uh, tropical fish you know some saltwater <laughs> fish or something so we we moved out we moved into this place and um yeah i just proceeded to be a zombie for another year and because yeah. I just didn't know I had anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, uh, yeah, it was a very difficult year. You not only were working full time, you changed jobs. You went to work at the motorcycle shop for your yeah. family. Mm-hmm. You were in the band full time. You guys were playing gigs almost every weekend. And you were a full time student. Yeah, I was going going to school. To finish your degree. Because I was like, I got to finish my, like, I got this kid now. Yep. Like, I got to, I got to, like find like some legit way to make money so mm-hmm. we can actually have some kind of future or whatever. Yeah. So I put all this pressure on myself to try to like figure that out and stuff. And it was just like, Oh, it was insane. I never saw you. Insane amount of, of stuff. And I was just kind of like, I was working part time, taking more going to work. And, um, I never saw you. I mean, the time yeah. when you were home, I was asleep. Because, like, I got into this uh, accelerated, like, degree program, transfer program right. at Shasta College, and I was doing these classes, so I was, like, every day after work. Yep. You go to night classes, and then you had homework when you were home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think we hardly talked to each other. That was a really, really hard time. Yeah. And uh, I spent, I mean, I was up five times a night with Morgan. Yeah. Every night. So I, I never, I was never fully rested mm-hmm. <laughs> ever you yeah because he was very challenging like oh yeah baby. oh big time too he was very sensory like yeah sensory overwhelmed difficult didn't want to sleep didn't sleep through the night ever yeah hard to get down for a nap probably still doesn't <laughs> one you know wanted to nurse every hour on the hour like um yeah yeah and i was so tired i couldn't even fathom having some kind of a plan yeah <laughs> so um yeah so we i think we kind of went through that year without really talking very much yeah very little happened between us Mm -hmm. you know which wasn't good right and i don't think either one of us liked living there um no and but i was working at the shop like yeah, you started making more money. Working Things at the were shop. starting to go a little bit better yeah. financially and stuff like that, which was nice. And then, like, um, I don't know. It feels to me like the uh, like uh, going to do the insurance license uh, training was some sort of turning point or something like that. Yeah, but I think we actually 
may not have lived there at that point. I think we had actually bought our first house at that point. At Victor? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. Huh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not no surprise that I don't remember everything in perfect chronological order, I guess. But Or, yeah, very accurately. But I think that I there was a certain part of enjoyment, you know, in having a baby. And, yeah. you know, doing all the things you do with a new baby. Totally. And having a first birthday and all and those mean, things. It, it completely, you know, turned my life around. Totally. It, it gave my life purpose. I did. It, like it made me like a way better person, like almost instantly. And the funny thing about it was like, I remember we were talking with friends, like right, probably right around when Morgan turned one. And they said like, well, you know, now that you know what you know, would you do it again? And you were like, oh yeah. And I was like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this shit was easy. I barely did anything. I just like, you know, was an asshole to my in-laws. Very difficult. We flip-flopped. Didn't talk. You know, all of a sudden you were like, this was great. I think this was a really good thing for my life. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, I, you know, I genuinely felt it was a good thing for my life. I think that was the truth. The complete opposite of what I would have expected. Right. Because it just like completely... It took away you. any yeah. ability for me to like have self pity or anything like that. It's just like, well, whatever, dude. You had a kid, like, get on with it. Grow up. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Quit being a you know little wimp. Right. But I think because I was taken on the brunt of the work, it was like, oh boy, I'm like way in over my head here. Yeah. You know, and I'm like kind of drowning, and nobody's really noticing. But I'm so slowly drowning. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. So. Like every time I try to, I think about like time frames for this type of stuff. It's like, it feels like so many things were compacted into like a year or like two or three years even. It was. That it's just like an impossible amount of stuff to have happened. Yeah. So I, I for me, when Morgan turned one, I stopped breastfeeding and we agreed to let him just cry it out and make him sleep through the night because I mean it just got to the point where it was like a breaking point for me like mentally I couldn't do it anymore did we move to Victor were we at Victor no okay and so we did that it was kind of awful but we got through it and then we did start sleeping pretty much and I magically felt better I stopped breastfeeding so my body could finally like make enough you know new red blood cells to where I wasn't anemic anymore And I, but I didn't know, I didn't know why I felt better. And, um, so nobody was like, Hey, you might be anemic. Nope. Did you have like, go to the doctor and have blood tests? No. They didn't give you blood tests. They just, you know, they just, I just did my OBGYN stuff. Like go have a checkup every six months or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It was a lot of oversight and a lot of oversight. I got to say on my family's part, because my mom's anemic. She should she should have kind of like known the warning signs. And for you, you were just kind of like, well, she's asleep. I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I know. I would never think about anemia. I know. Like what? You don't have enough iron in your blood? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you? So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, after this year, we basically, we got to the point where we could buy a house. And, you know, by that time, Morgan was like one and a half. We bought the house. We moved. Um, we spent, you know, four years there. I I really thought Morgan would be an only child. Mm-hmm. 
uh, partly because I was an only child and that was what I understood. Yeah. And at some point I was like, okay, yeah, that's it. We're yeah. And you were going to get a vasectomy completely closed. Yeah. Like at 23, you're going to get a vasectomy. Yeah. We really kind of were like, wow, you know, Morgan was a hard baby. It was like a hard pregnancy. It was, um, he was a hard toddler. He was just needed a ton of attention. It wasn't like a set it and forget it kind of kid. Yeah. Never. I mean, you know, and like, I didn't understand that that was anything out of the ordinary and <laughs> yeah, you just get what you get. And it's like, uh, it's like, I just didn't complain. You don't have anything to compare it with. Yeah. I didn't have anything to compare it with. I thought, well, if we have another kid, it'll be just like this and I'll have all these pregnancy problems. And you know, I don't, I'm not sure we can do that. And so we, it took us a long time to get to the point where we thought we might have another kid. And it completely took me by surprise when you broached the subject. Yeah, I'm sure. It Cause I was like, <laughs> Wait. Because I I was so against it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely against it. And I yeah. mean, during this whole time, like, it was a very crazy time with, um, like, you know, like, going out and drinking and stuff, like, whenever you could. And for me, like, I was playing in the band yeah. like, a lot. Oh, you're gone all the time. Like, maybe half of the weekends in a year. I think one yeah. year I did, like, 32 weekends or something mm-hmm. friday and saturday and worked full-time and worked full-time yeah i had some resentment needless to say yeah. so that led to you trying you know partying yeah whenever i could escape the situation that's what i did yeah. and i escaped it by going out and drinking mm-hmm. and trying to stretch 24 hours into two weeks in my mind <laughs> you know right and that didn't that i kind of hit a wall with that but we talked, so we talked about, we talked about it though, but you, you kind of broached the subject, but we talked for a long time about it. I kind of remember being at the Victor house, being in our room yeah, back there and like talking about like, well, yeah, we did. We want to have another kid. We want to do this again and try to do like, do it right. You know, it's <laughs> like we have, we're more stable now, you know, more like money. we have more money. We have like. Our just more resources, our own house. Like, right. maybe, you know, we can give this another go and try to, like... Make it better. Make it better. And then also, like, you know, you had kind of a whole thing about, like, having that realization that, um, you know, you'd been an only child. Right. And kind of thinking about some of the things that you might have missed out on. Right. And it became it only became apparent to me in having Morgan and spending time with other families who had more than one kid. Yeah. It took me that long to understand. And I also realized that I thought, I mean, Morgan was almost five. So I I realized that Morgan was old enough to handle a sibling where before he was so, you know, just demanding that there was no way I could consider it. And then by the time he got to be five, I was like, okay, well, now I can kind of see, you know, that we could, that could happen. Yeah. And I knew that Morgan needed a sibling. I think it was something that I, I knew Morgan well enough to see, well, a sibling would really help him in not be this only child. And I could right. see the writing on the wall. So huh, that's interesting. That that was part of it for it's me. It's kind of crazy that you had that insight because like I never would have had that on my own. Yeah. I just don't think about things like that, but that's 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 cool. So anyway, we talked about it a lot. It was a hard decision, and yeah. then we decided, we decided to have another child yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
and and kind of try to do it right the right way the second time around and so you went off birth control i did yeah and we started trying to have a baby which that didn't take long (laughs) we're so good at having babies one month and five days after you (laughs) no it was more than that i was a couple months a couple months but like we yeah too bad we didn't want to have 10 kids because i think we could have done that pretty easy (laughs) too bad (laughs) oh my god um my palms are getting sweaty again so you know i gotta say um Charlie's, you know, pregnancy, my pregnancy with Charlie yeah. was um, very uneventful. Mm-hmm. Everything was normal. And Except for like redoing the floors. Oh, well, I mean, we worked ourselves to death. In the middle of it. Yeah. No matter what, we seemed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ripped out all the carpet in the house. So you're seven months pregnant. No big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just what we did. But I mean, the pregnancy itself was normal. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any bed rest. There wasn't any weird early labor. Yeah. Um, everything was fine. Although I gained so much more weight. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, man. You were digging your bonbons and stuff. <clears throat> well, come to find out, it was mostly water. I was like swollen up like a balloon. I mean, like, uh, it was bad. Like, do you remember yeah. when you poked my ankles and you I could, do. like, put your finger in like a half inch into my ankle? That's a little, that's overstating that it a little disgusting. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Your ankles were like essentially. You didn't have ankles. I you didn't. Had, I just had big it was like poofy. The leg went straight down <laughs> to the floor, <laughs> like an elephant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very much like an elephant leg. Mm-hmm. Um. So come find out, Charlie did not want to come out at all. This was yeah. the opposite of Morgan, and you know it's very. It was very telling because they're completely opposite still. Yeah, complete and, opposites. And I actually was dilated to seven centimeters for two weeks. That kid wouldn't come out. (laughs) So um, on Charlie's due date, we went to the hospital. and I was like, okay, I'm done. So go ahead and break my water. I've had it. Yeah. And uh, good thing, because I think he would still be in there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I, again, was at a birthing center at a hospital. Yeah. Um, This time in a birthing tub. Yeah, water birth. Which was nice, but uh, anyway, because like the fir- uh, when you had Morgan, the only solace you found was like in the in the shower, in the shower with yeah. like the hot water running on your back. Yeah. And again, I did it without drugs, uh-huh. so <laughs> natural labor all the yeah. way through. Um, this time, I didn't have pitocin. That was nice. Didn't need any because basically, from the time they broke my water until I had Charlie, it was two hours. Yeah, it or was maybe re- even a little less. Really fast. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> So I remember they were saying, oh, uh, the whole time I told my midwife, this kid's 10 pounds. She was like, nope, not 10 pounds. You're crazy. And uh, I was like, oh, no, you just wait. This kid's going to be 10 pounds. She's like, not over eight pounds. You you know what she's talking about. I've been yeah. doing this 30 years. This kid ain't 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So then as we go through the, the labor, right, she's like, well, you're going to have to stand up. I'm like, I'm not going to stand <laughs> up. Because you've been in the tub. Right. Yeah. You know, laying down in the mm-hmm. tub. No, you're going to have to stand up. This kid's so big and is turned the wrong way, like the wide direction of your head. <laughs> yeah. That you're going to have to stand up or this isn't going to happen. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> that's the <laughs> all-time worst thing you could have ever said. Yeah. And so as I, I remember, like, I think basically you and the midwife just sort of, like, made me stand up because at that yeah. point that was not happening. Right. And uh, so I'm standing up basically with, like, you know, Charlie's head, like, on the outside. 
Right. And his yeah. shoulders were like so big. Starting to come through. Right. Yeah. You just like yanked him out of there. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's be done with this. I yeah. was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. So, yeah. Anyway. What a relief. Um, the sad part about this story is that uh, I got get out of the tub and go back over, you know, to the, the hospital bed. bed. Yeah. Charlie's just fine. They're cleaning him all up. Ten, I'm hanging out with him. He ten, looks great. Yeah, 10 pounds, one ounce. Oh, it's twi- almost like you called it. 24 inches long. He's a big <laughs> A big dude. Um, So it's the middle of July and it's super hot. And again, I was, you know, retained a lot of water and I just basically was bleeding like crazy. Yeah. Now, my midwife, who had been in the business for 30 plus years, uh, thought she had it under control. And then all of a sudden she didn't. Yeah. So the long story short is that I lost more than two liters of blood in like a half hour. Yeah. I watched my blood pressure start to drop Mm -hmm. and drop and drop on the machine. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody else in the room seems to be completely oblivious to anything happening. I had no idea this was going on. I know, because you were with the baby, like yeah. I told you to, to do. Right. You did what I told you to do. But it's like, hey, check on, check on that lady over <laughs> uh, there. And Morgan was there, too. Who's dying. I mean, Morgan's in the room, too. And I know that the midwife was protecting him. Yeah. So I start to go, oh, shit, I'm going to pass out yeah. if my blood pressure goes any lower. And they're giving me, like, every drug. They're hooking me up to, like, five IVs. They're, like, putting stuff up my butt. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're just like, this lady's going to die. We're going to have to give her everything we know how to do. And the only thing that worked was basically my midwife put her hand into my uterus and put her two fingers in the two arteries that connect to the placenta to stop me from bleeding out. Yeah. That, so had you given you'd given birth to the, you'd, like, for the, birth to the placenta? Yeah. I can't even believe I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it was like ginormous. Yeah. That's why I had those big old arteries. Because he was so big. Yeah. You know? Just like elephant arteries. (laughs) Yeah. And they just weren't closing. They were just going to keep on. Keep pumping that juice. Feeding that placenta until you die. That's crazy. Yeah. So they told you two liters or two. More than than two liters. liters, So a two liter bottle of soda. Of it's blood. It's quite a bit of blood. Oh, when whatever was in the tub. Yeah. We didn't measure that. Yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, that's probably a quarter of what you got total. So um, uh, as the, you know, it's getting dark or whatever, it's like uh, I realized that I had to kind of tell people, here's what you should do. Um, You know, I'm dying. Like, you got to bring the baby over here. And have the baby nurse, because if you do that, then everything's gonna gonna work, and I'm gonna uh-huh. start having contractions. And so I was like, "Hey, where's the baby? <laughs> Bring the kid over." And my midwife was like, "Oh yeah, put him on the tit." The baby. I mean, she was just like white as a sheet. Yeah. So anyway, he came over and started nursing, and then wouldn't you know, started having contractions and stopped bleeding to death. But everything else, all the drugs started working all at the same time. So it was just like this massive, overwhelming contractions that started happening, and then, Oof. Uh, then I was okay. Oh my god! Wow. So, so you almost died. I almost died. Yeah, she said, "If you were thinking of having more children, you will have to be in the OR next time." 
Wow. With a blood transfusion ready to go. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not thinking of having more kids. She's like, then you guys, one of you should get sterilized because this you don't want to do this again because you might die. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty heavy advice, you know. It's t- yeah, super heavy advice. Obviously, it really affected her. And I took it to heart. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea still for quite a while. Yeah. Until you told me like how gnarly it actually was. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I didn't know that. Like, I, f- I felt so shitty. Thinking, thinking back to it, like, I'm better about it now. But, like, when I used to think about that, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I must let Robin die. <laughs> but like, the nurses, I mean, they did their part, like, keeping it all smiles because we had 10 people in the room. Yeah. I mean, if they'd started going, oh, my God, she's dying. I mean, everybody would have just completely sure. well, lost I mean, their they shit. They could have, like, cleared everybody out of there. Yeah. she. I think she was just on the verge of doing that. And then mm-hmm. it, the last second, she didn't have to. Yeah. Because you, Dr. Robin. <laughs> Dr. Robin had that bright idea. In. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, that closed the door on us having any more children. Yes. And you went and got a vasectomy, which was, I think, our most brilliant idea ever. <laughs> I did, yeah. Like, what, about a month later? Yeah. It was, like, like right the, after. The soonest I could. Yep. Yeah, because we were, like, really serious. Like, I, I realized I could be le- leaving these children with no mother. Yeah. If like I accidentally get pregnant sitch. again. Yeah. So, we closed that door. And That's <laughs> so crazy. Wow. But we... uh I think that having our second child was a really good thing for everybody. Absolutely. And I'm glad that we did it, even though... Charlie uh, was just a completely different experience than Morgan. Like, they're both great, you know, and I I love both of them, but it's just so interesting how different they were, you know. Oh, completely. One couldn't wait to come out. The other one didn't want to come out. Yeah. They're just like, fire and ice, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they had one thing in common, though, that was... Waking Both. up every hour to oh, yeah. breastfeed. Very they needy. had that in, in common. <laughs> yeah. But um At least yeah. we figured out some like, you know, swaddling technology and shit. Like, yeah, to... we were more prepared the second time yeah. around for sure. And I knew I was anemic. I I took iron. I yeah. like did all the things to take care of myself. So it was a different experience. Didn't feel as horrible. No. Still bad. Not as horrible. You know, it took about two months for my pelvis to get back to normal so I didn't have to walk with a limp. But, you know, (laughs) other than that, I felt okay. So um, (laughs) I I don't think that either one of us could have ever anticipated any of those crazy complications, even when we were just talking about it. Oh, no. And I don't think that either one of us could have imagined the heavy responsibility and the change that happens to you when you become a parent no i mean that's of course combined with all the you know happy moments and fun things about it yeah but every night when you go to bed you know you're going like okay i hope the kids are okay you know it's like you're just not thinking just about you and oh i wonder what i'm gonna do tomorrow you know completely I guess ideally it completely stops the, uh, you know, a large part of your ability to be selfish. Right. I mean, it doesn't for some people, which is really too bad and it's sad, but like, I feel like for definitely for me and I don't know about you, but I would imagine so that it just completely changed, changed who I was. 
Yep. And completely took away that like self pity. Yeah. And the excuses or whatever. It's just like, well, yeah. Here we go. Now you gotta <laughs> now you gotta raise this kid. You got you know, at least eighteen years. Right. And then six years later, you got another eighteen years. And not only that, it's like once your kids are eighteen, it's not like they somehow disappear. They don't. <laughs> you might not be legally responsible for them, but they're always going to be, you know, on your mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you still have, you know, I mean, you still want the best for them. Of course, and you still do things just, for them. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, totally. It's just like you're no longer financially uh, legally responsible. You yeah. could be a complete asshole. That's the financial part. See, nope. almost like the easy part. Yeah, in a way, you know, when mm-hmm. you get right down to it, it's the things you can't change with money that make it really tough yeah but i feel like uh like having charlie was really important because it like i feel like it healed something that was um that was like broken or or hurt or damaged or whatever from the from all of the trauma you know nothing nothing really to do with morgan no as a person but the trauma and the um like the uh the, the shock, cr- the criticalness, and yeah. the shock of the situation of having him so young. Yes, and having and the like complications, not mm-hmm. not having this f- more firm footing with like our life, money, and a place to live, and all this yeah. stuff. You know, having so many things being up in the air, and like I feel like it helped. Um, it helped like really heal that, and I think so. Make me feel more whole, and yeah. And I think that it was really helpful for Morgan too, to go through the process of that, to understand what birth is about, yeah. to, you know, have a brother. Have somebody that he, you know, cared about. Yeah. 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 That made a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it gave Morgan a different purpose also. Yeah. And Charlie's just like, you know, completely different. Just yeah. Funny, funny dude. Kind of along for the ride. Yeah. Kind um, of a go with the flow type of bro. It had to be. Yeah. Um Morgan not so much. But no. But that's Morgan's kind awesome of too. that's kind of the just the nature of the thing. Yeah. We all kind of find our place in the in the situation. Hopefully we all find our place in the situation. <laughs> We're all working on that. So um I think I want to wrap this up by just saying that uh you can plan, you can prepare, you can get, you know, educated about kids and being parents and i think those are all good things to do but at the end of the day having a kid is like getting an unmarked seed packet and you throw the seeds in the dirt and you throw some water and you have absolutely no idea what's going to come up and then when it comes up you just try to tend it as best you can and you really don't know what the future holds and you really have to like let go yeah you have to let go of a lot of stuff and if you're a control freak like me it's pretty tough mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely a big lesson in humility yes and like uh yeah you know just more how to be in the world or whatever it's definitely been a humbling experience for me it's been good yeah uh, i mean i i think i'm a better person for it for sure that's great you know i think back to like what i who i was like on the day when I was snowboarding, <laughs> you know, feeling the awesome freedom. Yeah, yeah. Of the slopes, man, <laughs> and shredding. Yeah. And, you know, then getting that news and stuff like that. And then, like, all the drama and trauma 
of that whole experience and then having Morgan. Right. And then the complete turnaround or whatever. Like I can't imagine what my life would be without that. Yeah, me too. And I I really, as much as I complain about, oh, kids take up so much of your time and think of all the time you'd have if you'd, you know what? I would have squandered my time. Oh, yeah. Kids didn't appreciate it. Kids make time precious, and uh, I think I would have wasted a whole bunch of time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys should really have a lot of kids because <laughs> it worked for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> guaranteed to work for you or your money back. Hey, but we wanted to tell you the truth. Okay. We didn't yeah. want to sugarcoat it. No. It's not like a movie. Yeah. It's, it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, try to make a good decision for yourself. Yeah. Do your best. Yeah. Do your and best. And, the universe is going to uh, bite you in the ass one way or another. So <laughs> yeah, just, you'll get just what be you, ready. You'll get what you need. <laughs> That's so, right. Anyway, well, um, hey, thanks for talking about this, babe. Yeah. Thanks for talking about it. That's great. <laughs> um, so t- stay tuned for episode five. That's right. There's a whole bunch more to tell. We got some more stories for you guys. I mean, we really left out a lot in this one. We'll go over a little bit of it next time. Yeah, we'll recap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, love you, babe. Love you, too.